Good afternoon. You are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and this is Art Then and Now with me, your host, Anna Gammons. This is the show where we explore art from the past and from the present to understand how we as humans express ourselves throughout time. Our theme this week is social media and I'm going to be speaking to press officer at Sotheby's, Abigail Tavner, about the impact of social media on the art world. But before then, I'm going to talk about Tate Modern's exhibition, Media Networks, which I went to recently which basically demonstrated the sort of progress that artists have made in response to the development of mass media over the last 100 years. Stay tuned. So the exhibition media networks, I decided to go to the Tate Modern, which I don't really venture to that often. Um, I love the Tate Britain. The Tate Modern isn't my favourite gallery, but I actually thought this would be really, really interesting because we're talking about social media and also because I just thought it was really relevant. And I saw some really interesting clips on Instagram and on Facebook. So I was like, right, I'm going, I'm going to do it. So I went to the Tate Modern and it was a free exhibition. <laughs> one, one of my favourite things is when they're free. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, I'm definitely going uh, at the Tate Modern. It was located at Bankside gallery I'm sure many of you know it sort of towers over that part of the river um, and it basically the exhibition called Media Networks it looked at the way that artists over the last 100 years have responded to mass media and sort of changing technologies and how they've progressed in the face of progress and sort of focus on consumerism celebrity and feminism so three you know fairly fairly broad subjects but it was really really interesting the way they did it it was a lot of different mediums were exhibited there there was big mechanical installations as is very typical of the Tate and there were a lot of digital displays and more traditional canvas and sculptural work. So a huge mix, lots of things to see there. Um, I kind of had to at the end sort of rush a couple of the last rooms because so much to see you get really caught up. But the first thing I walked into, sort of room number one, was about global power relations. And the room kind of explored the idea of what international means. Um, there was a big sculpture called 10 Minute Transition, uh, made in 2003 by artist Jennifer Alora and Guillermo Casadilla. I'm, again, my pronunciation, I always apologise for this, but uh, it's probably not on point. But um, And it is essentially a huge model of the International Space Station constructed of coat hangers how how intuitive um and it was basically an exploration of the idea of as i said what international means because essentially there are a few superpowers who are governing the international space station and sort of control the entire extraterrestrial identity of our planet um and the what i thought was actually really interesting about it so the 10 minute transition refers to the idea of when the space station orbits the earth there's a 10 second gap where basically we can communicate with it from earth which i thought was really fascinating but it sort of as i said called into questions the idea of identity the idea of progress and when we say progress who's actually progressing is it us or is it a very select few um nations that are actually the face of progress and you know idea of what news and what media we're actually receiving um the next room called modern times was really really interesting this was essentially about the development of the modern city in the early 20th century and how technology is becoming fundamental to everyday life so of course with the developments of technology and industry oh sorry <laughs> industrialization god i struggled with that word um industrialization artists are essentially responding to that because they're products of their own context. So this means that new and dynamic artistic techniques such as abstract art, photography and 
it is an idea of sort of capturing the new perspectives of real life in a in a new perspective in the new way of kind of creating art so it's sort of like we see the world in a different way thanks to technology and industrialization and because we see the world in a different way it makes sense that artists would like to portray you know art in a different way and portray their experiences in a different way so that's what that room was about and it basically led to kind of the idea of new viewpoints in modern culture. There was a lot of photography in this exhibition, in this exhibition, particularly in this space. Um, but I really liked it because it was sort of like photography is the idea of the this new technology and it's kind of portraying a new urban subject matter of busy streets, fast progress, things like that, because the world is changing so rapidly that we're seeing more kind of, there's sort of the rise in entertainment industries of carnivals and different types of people interacting in new ways. So there's all those kind of things interplaying and I actually thought this was a really, really lovely room. There was a piece of work which I didn't love and it was, it was by Sonia Delauny which is it was a triptych from 1963 her work is really really abstract and I didn't oh, I found it really hard to respond to it was one of those works where you've sort of got tessellated shapes that are supposed to represent the kind of dynamism of the modern city um I wasn't that much of a fan I found it a little bit hard to relate to but you know there we go each their own the one that I did really enjoy in this particular space was Picasso's piece Bust of a Woman from 1944 and it's I think probably because it was Picasso is very familiar and sort of a more welcoming example of how sort of changing perspectives can be translated through art and because um so it was it's of a face it was Dora Maar who I actually believe I think he she was Picasso's lover eventually even though he was married but I mean he wasn't the most uh uh what do I <laughs> gentlemanly of men um but yes Dora Maar so she became his lover but it's basically of her face it's kind of contorted and distorted in the way that most Picasso pieces are but this one was supposed to represent the turbulence of Nazi-occupied Paris. So there's kind of a bit of war in there. And again, the changing face of society throughout conflict is essentially what this piece is about, literally, with as in with a face, but also the kind of idea of new perspectives and things like that. But I have to say, the piece that stole the show for me was, okay, again, warning on pronunciation here, sorry, uh, Umberto Pocci, no, Pocciones, sorry, Unique Forms of Continuity in Space from 1913. This is by far my favourite uh, piece in this exhibition, um, partly because I studied it during A-level um, and it was, as I said, really familiar to me, but also because it kind of looks a bit like Darth Vader and a Transformer. And I really, really liked seeing that in this space because it just looks so bizarre, but it's a really interesting sculpture, essentially. It is, um, it's, sorry, it's 1913, I think I've said that, but it's a bronze cast sculpture, um, and but it actually never made it into bronze during the lifetime of the artist. So it was actually in plaster when um, Boccioni died, but in 1972, it was cast um, out of bronze for the Tate Modern. It had a few castings before that, but this one ended up in the Tate. So it's very clearly a figure of a human, but it's been like kind of me mechanised so that it offers really kind of a hybrid between man and mach machinery, that very... Um, kind of well-known phrase but again it's kind of the idea of it's sort of man's kind of leaps into the new realms of change and development um it's it's a futuristic movement piece as well which is the futuristic uh, movement was essentially a bunch of creatives who were enthralled by technology 
technological advancement. So sort of cars and electricity was a thing now as well. And so this piece represents the dramatic industrialization of Italy from the early 20th century. Um, so yeah, the figure looks like it's kind of taking a stride into new realms of the future and um, also d- distorted by speed as well. As I said, it looks a little bit like a transformer who's kind of going really fast. <laughs> this is my, is my best description of that, but it will be up on the Facebook um, page so you guys can have a look um, if, if for some reason you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so the next room as well was um, about gender paradigms. This was a really, really interesting room um, for obvious reasons. It's kind of about the dual identity of women as either sex objects or domestic goddesses, that idea of that kind of dual identity and how women kind of struggled through that through time, like finding their identity is really, really interesting um, about the visibility of women in art as well. There was kind of some quite aggressive pieces and I say that not as a condemning in not in a condemning way in, in a kind of they're just kind of very bold in your face and um, there was a one piece by Carolee Schneeman I think I'm pronouncing that right called the interior scroll where essentially the artist removes a scroll from her naked body as a way to demonstrate how women's naked bodies are a source of creativity and it was printed in the paper as well which is the idea of media and the different faces of media and things like that so that was incredibly interesting but the piece that stole the show, I said that I did love um, Boccini's piece, but I have to say Barbara Kruger, who did a digital projection, was absolutely fantastic. And the Babel, so the, there was a piece called Babel, which in 2001 was created by Sildo Mireles. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and it was basically a tower of sculpture, like um, a sculptural tower with hundreds of secondhand analog radios, which were all stacked on top of each other. And the ra- they were all set to different stations. And it was the idea of creating like a low level hum of inaudible layers of sound which sounds really creative and deep but it was basically about the modern breakdown in communication and the history is in a religious text which I found fascinating where man tried to build a tower tall enough to reach heaven which made God really really angry and so he made the builders of this tower speak in different languages so that they all became really divided and scattered around the world and it was sort of a breakdown in communication and it was supposedly the basis for all of man's conflicts which I mean, is quite a bold statement, but I mean, we do seem to have a breakdown in communication currently. So, um, but there were lots of other amazing rooms there. I really, really did enjoy the experience there. Um, and it was really interesting to see the chronology of kind of how the world's changed and how artists have responded to that and the different social, political, economic issues fueled by different waves of art and sort of how techniques um, were inspired by looking at the world in a different way. So, yeah, very, very interesting. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that audio tour around the Tate Modern's Media Networks exhibition. You can still see it at the moment on At the Tate Modern. Now to my interview with the lovely Abigail Tavner, whose role as a press officer at Sotheby's Auction House makes her the perfect person to speak to about how social media has changed the art world. Hi, I'm here with Abigail Tavner. You want to introduce yourself and your role? <laughs> so my name's Abby and I work in Sotheby's social um, so basically dealing with all the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter posts that go up. Um, the lady of press. The lady. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're going to be talking about art and social media and digital tech and how things have changed in kind of the last, well, I mean, a lot in the last few years. But I guess it kind of started 15 years ago, assumed yeah. with tech. But what is, in terms of social media platforms, which one is kind of, which one's most relevant, so, I guess, now? 
now with the rise of Instagram, Instagram yeah. has become that sort of primary visual platform. Mm-hmm. So that's the sort of platform yeah. that at the moment is super relevant to the art world because it just of course it's visual yeah. it's visual yeah. you know <laughs> do you would you say that it's kind of democratizing art is it is it accessible to everyone on this platform i think democratizing is a tricky word um i think the art world has always been open to everyone you know you've got museum shows you've got galleries you've got so much going on where you can go and you can see it you can walk around you can see all these amazing pieces yeah I think the art world is it's super accessible, but I think what Instagram's really done is it's made that sort of awareness, it's building that awareness, mm-hmm. it's connecting people to what they want to see. Yeah. So you might not hear about these museum shows and these gallery shows, but it's that it's making more people aware of mm-hmm. what's going on. And people can also find out what they kind of what they like and things like that as well. And I, I think because as you said, because we've all got Instagrams on our phones and it's like this immediate kind of tool that we have at our disposal, yeah. it it means that like it is kind of it is kind of art art is for everyone, but it's also you might not know what you're looking for or where you're supposed to be looking for art, but it, it yeah. is kind of allowing you to sort of find your niche or your tastes or whatever. And in that sense I think that's really, yeah. really and cool. Instagram, that's another reason Instagram's so great, you know, it was established as an app. Like it you still yeah. can't upload photos on your desktop. So it is that sort of mobile app which is so suited to the art world mm. because, you know, we're we're, an, we're a world on the move. You've got exhibitions, you've got fairs artists on the move so it's that platform that's and really it's global as well isn't it now thank thanks to also exactly. thanks to instagram so what about buying art as well because it's actually really <laughs> proactive now isn't well, it well i mean there's so many people on it who are all following what they're interested in mm-hmm. so the nature of instagram makes it sort of it's a tool where you can reach out to people who have an interest who could then potentially be sort of like transferred into like clients or yeah you you can work closer with them in the future so Instagram has got that potential I know there's a nice anecdote about Brett Gorby who when he first realized the power of Instagram was when he was getting on a flight and he uploaded a picture of a a really cool Jean-Michel Basquiat at work that he had Um, and he just uploaded it got on his flight and by the time he landed he had four messages from like clients who really wanted to buy the work that's amazing that's quite amazing in that in that short amount of time scale you have almost like this global market this global platform and and it it's all, people are not deterred as well that they're not actually in front of the image yeah. but they're seeing it online it's it's opened up this kind of whole new art market yeah. like, but that's the thing it's like it's the globalisation of the art world as well you know mm-hmm. you can buy something that might be on view in Paris but like, you know you might not be able to go over there and see it in person so yeah. seeing it on Instagram it is making the art world more accessible in that way perhaps yeah. if you want to buy art and also there's all these online auctions now as well like with Heritage with Artsy with, with Sotheby's yeah. as well with the auction houses you can go and bid online and that's a huge new thing and it's making art buying a lot more accessible yeah absolutely I mean this sort of we've sort of answered this question but I mean Instagram has it kind of changed the audience for art generally or widened I guess widened it is yeah. probably the answer to that question well, but it's interesting I don't I don't know if you can sort of quantify whether there are more people interested in art because of Instagram but mm-hmm. I think you can definitely see that sort of people are possibly gaining an interest in different subsections of art so you know yeah because they're becoming more aware of artists that they perhaps might not have known yeah, about before. Smaller artists that yeah, aren't as I, famous or like really niche kind of things yeah, they're into. I follow like, a few artists that I just discovered on Instagram. I just really like their work. And now I'd probably go mm-hmm. off and buy a little one of their prints buy, or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I would never have heard of them before. It's sort of sort of bringing artists who don't need gallery representation yeah. to the fore as well. Um, it makes you kind of think about how this worked before Instagram or before, <laughs> before the internet. How, how did, did people you find do it? out right. what you liked? How did you, exactly. And how was anyone making any money like doing art that unless they had a huge backing or an institution yeah. how are they how are people doing this independently it is totally um 
I mean, it's completely shake, shaken the, yeah. the art world. I mean, I've got another really fun stat here, which makes me sound like I know I what love I'm talking stat. about. No, tell me, tell <laughs> me all the research. stats. Tell me all the stats. <laughs> Abby's currently sitting in front of her uh, laptop <laughs> just Googling stats. So I read this report that said that 79% of people who buy art mm-hmm. under 35 use Instagram to find the artists that they're interested in. What? So 79% of people 79. who are buying art look on Instagram to find out what they like. I mean, that is that statistic kind of speaks for itself, really, doesn't yeah, it? That this is insane. absolutely not only changing it, but actually it completely is sort of taking over the way that we view and the way that we buy and yeah. the way that we invest in artwork and the yeah. way that we produce artwork as well, which we are going to talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, I have a question here. and I, Is kind of Instagram allowing everyone to be an artist and I what I mean by that is in terms of you can completely change an image yeah. online and and make almost make an image that it didn't actually happen you can sort of fabricate an idealized or not even necessarily idealized but a version of an incident that didn't actually happen so does that in mean a that way, I think it's probably giving everyone a bit more of a critical eye and a bit more of like maybe in a, maybe making everyone a bit more artistic like I love a filter on my yeah. personal oh, photo I'm a huge fan <laughs> I'm a huge fan of a filter but I mean to say it's making everyone an artist I think yeah. I think the way that it's changed things is that it's giving artists a platform mm-hmm. that perhaps they didn't have before. So yeah. you get artists being discovered on Instagram. Yeah, so one, for sure. one artist that I really love, um, which I came across really recently, I was at a talk and she was speaking there and she was just absolutely amazing. Her name's Helen Downey and she's she goes under the name Unskilled Worker on Instagram. I think she went on a course or something she was saying and um, she start, she posted one of these, these pictures on Instagram mm-hmm. and it got really good feedback. So she started posting a few more that she was doing. And Very now cool. she's this insane artist she's got this insane following her her work is uh, really amazing. cool it's like these these uh, figures with these huge oversized uh, yeah eyes. I remember I think I remember you showing me actually they're like they're, they're super colorful and they almost look yeah. like fabric prints don't they they're yeah. so bright so colorful so vivacious it's kind of like these like dreamscapes they're really cool and she's, That's got, awesome. she's done this partnership recently with Gucci um it's like a little capsule collection oh my I goodness just, I, I can totally see them being Gucci's flavor because yeah, they're just like they're kind of busy and out there, but really, really colourful, and yeah. they just look like they were made for fabric. So yeah. I can absolutely see why Gucci kind of capitalised yeah. on that. Do you think yeah. as well that kind of that is appealing to a company like Gucci because plucking someone from the relatively unknown is that also like a fashionable thing people are doing right now? Yeah, I'm sure. Like you know, that's I think yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it definitely it kind of works in their favour in terms of like. Um, choosing someone because a lot of a lot of companies I think they, they did it with Star Wars with Daisy Ridley they chose an actress that wasn't very well known mm. and then they could brand that artist and kind of make them their own in a sense yeah which is such an interesting way of doing it via Instagram yeah um, it's, I mean it's the perfect platform for it it's like yeah. disclaimer I love Justin Bieber but he was discovered on YouTube which was like this, uh... <laughs> oh my god you're a believer too <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this, uh, you know, it's a, it's an audio channel. It's a yeah. perfect channel for these artists to be discovered, and that's what we're now seeing with Instagram. It's a visual yeah. channel, and it's the perfect place to be discovering yeah. these new people for brands to discover them, for buyers to discover them, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. just people who are interested, it which can- is great. We've talked about Instagram as kind of a virtual gallery. Um, so, how would you say kind of social media has provided business opportunities in terms of using? a gallery online to kind of maybe make yeah. it more tangible. One of the most interesting things that I've come across since working in social media is that mm. there are these accounts which started up which have actually then evolved into a gallery rather than be existing as a gallery That's and going onto Instagram. There yeah. are these accounts that have started on Instagram actually and which Instagram. now have galleries. So some of my favourites, Unit London is a huge one. Yes, um, I know of it. I know of it. Yeah. Their website is 
the most trendy thing I can even <laughs> I, I, I can even work it at first I was like in. oh my god it's, it's changing color now oh wow this is too cool for me exactly. um so yeah, they started as absolutely. this like pop-up space um and they quickly gained a huge following on social media and now they have really a series great. of established full-time galleries which yeah is great and then do. the other one is Avantar um yeah they're one of the biggest publishers on Instagram they were founded in 2015 by sorry if I say this wrong but Christian Luten and Curtis <laughs> Hanning. um that and, sounded right <laughs> and they just started by posting pictures of art they liked. Yeah. I think they came through it to it through the music scene somehow. They got they Amazing. found art that they liked. They started posting it and now they've got this huge like over one million people following. Yeah. Um, and they've had some amazing collaborations recently. They sell limited edition yeah. prints with the likes of Mark Quinn, Kaya Twomley, who's the grandson of Cy Twomley. Like yes. that it's really cool. That so really does speak to the power of Instagram as it's a amazing. It's not just this thing, I mean it started as an app, it's this kind of vir- this virtual reality almost. And now it mm. is actually becoming part of our like with brick and mortar galleries and stuff. That yes. is that is quite it's backward it's like the yeah. virtual is becoming the right. tangible yeah, rather, yeah, than, yeah. The yeah. rather than the other way around the other way around we're talking about it as being a gallery space online almost do you think it is a similar experience to walking around the gallery are the are the two things comparable what kind of because obviously working at Sotheby's you are kind of face to face with a lot mm. of the most amazing artworks in yeah. the world and you get to see them in person so what's your kind of take on that it's tricky I think so I'm not sure that it's the same. So I know David Vanner actually described their Instagram page as a sixth gallery space, which I thought was a really nice idea. Yeah, I love that. Um, because it is. It's a way of presenting art to people and like sort of curating, curating it yourself. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. So yes, but then I, I agree that is that sort of the difference of standing in front of a work of art and mm-hmm. sort of taking the time to look at it and like think about what you like about yeah. it and what you might not like about it. It's different because Instagram is very instant. You can scroll past it if you don't like it. Yeah. You don't have to stop. You don't and have take to absorb it, or and you haven't paid to go in, so it's like exactly. Yeah. But then, and, and on another level, it's sort of opening up the what if you don't have time to go to a gallery? Mm-hmm. What if you don't have the money to fly over to you know to Europe and go to a gallery over there because you know you might not have the time. Yeah. So in that sense, it's sort of you might be able to visit. Instagram or an app or something mm-hmm. and take a look around the gallery without actually having to yeah. be there and that's something really interesting so do you think is it is it competing then if it's if it's its own gallery space is it in competition with other museums and galleries or I don't think so no I think it's an addition to it's it's mm-hmm. awareness it's sort of in addition to the structures that already exist I think if you want to go to an exhibition down the road you're not going to choose to look at it on Instagram rather than go mm-hmm. quite I the opposite not. I think you'd see it on Instagram and then be inspired to go yeah um, but technology is definitely making things easier and like there's some very cool things going on like so I mean we've talked about Instagram and we're kind of talking about um technology in a wider sense what kind of new art have we seen in the last few years that is sort of reflective of this that, that you can kind of speak about yeah I'm really glad you wanted to speak about this because I find it really <laughs> interesting and I hope all of the listeners find this very interesting as I'm well I'm sure they will I'm um, finding this really but art you know it's always a product of our, our environment mm-hmm. and so every artist you know from antiquity to old masters to contemporary has created art based on what they've seen before it's only natural yep. you take your influences from your surroundings and of you, course. you sort of reinterpret it in your in your own new way yep. so it's only natural that in this digital age of disruption where we've got social media everywhere we've got tech we've got mm-hmm. AI it's providing perfect material exactly it's only natural that the art world starts to sort of reflect that change sure. um, so there's some really interesting changes that we've seen for example someone like David Hockney who's you know one of the greats of the art world who's mm-hmm. sort of so established and yet he even turned to iPad drawings and iPhone drawings yes so cute. I saw this exhibition <laughs> with my sister actually um, your other cousin 
um, you know. Uh, yes, I saw that exhibition at the. Uh, is that, I think it was at Tate Britain. Yeah, I want to. I want to check about that. But um, yeah. yes, and they. His, I absolutely loved his iPad drawings, and I didn't think I would. I really thought that I was sort of thought it was going to be like a forced introduction of technology to show the kind of how it's sort of um, how modern his work is and things yeah, like that. But actually, I almost preferred them, which I was really not expecting. There's also Richard Prince, who sort of controversially used Instagram yes. as his material, which is... Yes, that was controversial. Yeah, and then you've got sort of Tracy Ehrman, who's got her exhibition on at the moment, A White Cube, um, and a lot of her exhibition is to do with, you know, it's, it's the selfie. She's got these insomnia yeah. selfies, which are incredibly insomnia powerful. Yeah, but the sure. selfie wasn't a thing 15 years ago, and now it's, you know, so interesting. Yeah, it used to be... Because I was thinking about this, actually, and it used to be sort of... Self, there was a lot of self-portraiture and things like that, and now we can... And it was kind of... These, these paintings were really considered and they had to be you know it took, took days weeks months to kind of construct this image of ourselves whereas now almost they're kind of frivolous images and I wonder whether there'll be repercussions from that because we, we're not maybe putting the time in to think about what we're actually putting out there and that happened with Richard Prince as well you, you were talking about his he used Instagram to uh mm, as his sort of as a portfolio of work didn't he yeah, yeah. He appropriated um, images um in a way, so I can say that about him. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's so. Um, and then, and I know he's still is still kind of going through a few lawsuits at the moment with people that have um, are trying to sue him for using their imagery. Um, but as you were saying, you were kind of referencing the fact that it's out there on the internet and it becomes the domain of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not really. It's in the public and domain. It is. It's a reaction, and it's and it's an inspiration. You yeah. know, artists look to to other people for inspiration, and yeah. that's it's just a, maybe a, a bit of an exaggerated mm -hmm. version of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, it's very interesting, and so you know, you've always got people since the dawn of time saying when there's this new art comes out, like yeah, but is it mm. art? Like you know, yeah, the, the photograph yeah, yeah, was yeah. first invented. The and that's kind of what I was. Well, that's what kind of what I was talking about when I said that um, you know, is everyone now an artist now? Because because I don't think that's true, but I think. Instagram's sort of offering us a platform to, as, as I said, with the filters, and you can almost change an image from completely what it was, and you're almost sort of, you're, you're learning about photography at the same time as you're learning about um, colour spectrums and compositions, and you're yeah. literally editing and altering as you're going. So in some ways, I mean, we're learning that. skills that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so here's an interesting question. Are there new problems opened up by Instagram? In I mean, I talked about digital altering and things like that. Um, is this yeah. causing issues? Is it all positive stuff or are the kind of repercussions of, I think of this? Perhaps not on Instagram. I mean, you know, if you're following like an established platform, a museum, an art gallery, something like that, that what they're gonna be posting is gonna be very true to like, you know, you you want a bit of scale, you want to see it just in case, you know, if yeah. someone is interested in buying, they want yeah. to see what they're getting. It has to be, you know, it can't be over edited. Yeah. But I think I think the, where the problem comes is that you're exposed to a lot of opinions on social media. I'm very mm -hmm. easily led. If I see something that's got you know hundreds of thousands of likes, I'm going to be like, oh, oh God, maybe that's nice. Aren't we all though? Yeah, I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> maybe this I should is, like this. This is the kind of the best and the worst thing about social media, though. I would say, in one is like we're overexposed to things, which is it, it kind of it fills up our brain with new information, which is at the same time amazing as it is kind of really intimidating. And I think maybe it just makes it a bit trickier to form your own opinions. Whereas, as mm -hmm. we mentioned, if you go to a gallery and you, you know you're stood in front of a painting on a wall and yeah. you take the time to look at it and form your own opinion about what you like and you don't like, it develops your taste. Whereas on Instagram, yeah. 
perhaps there's the danger that your taste could be very much mm-hmm. um, dictated by what other people are liking and not liking. Yes, also true. But then I, I guess I sometimes I feel like this with other pieces of artwork that are critically acclaimed or you know revered by the art world, and I sort of think, God, I really don't see why that's so impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of it gives you something something to think about, and you think, well, you know, if if these critics see something in it, maybe I should too. So I think that happens in real life. Um, real life. <laughs> I think that happens in uh, <laughs> in real life as well as on Instagram. Um, but as you said, you're you're exposed to it at every turn yeah. in, on Instagram. Yeah, and on Instagram is very easy, just as I say, to scroll past it. Whereas I think mm. it's important, maybe if you don't like something, yeah. figure out why. Just take yeah. a bit longer just to yeah. look at it. And- develop your taste yeah and you're right in the the same way that we value ourselves sometimes on instagram like the value in art can be about the likes as the Mm. same way that the value we place in others or ourselves sometimes can be about the likes which is as i I said before is is kind of a dangerous thing but it's also a new take on art which is so interesting okay so is there a kind of magical recipe for having a successful instagram account what what would you say if you were if you you're talking directly to (laughs) (laughs) yeah right so you know, social media is always changing. It's very hard to be an expert in this field. Yeah. Um, so I don't proclaim that I know everything. But. <laughs> or anything even. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. This is just my opinion. Yeah. Um, but equally, it means that, like, you know, you're on equal footing with everyone else. Your, your opinion and your, like curation is just as valid as everyone else's mm. you can sign up to newsletters like digiday or social media today which are always keeping you on top of the latest trends updates apps mm-hmm. algorithms the dreaded word yeah the <laughs> algorithm i know i learned about this recently and i didn't even know it was a thing it's something like you you completely are opted out if, if you're not posting every day there are algorithms that literally won't even record like you won't even be recognized like um, yeah, to you're taken not, out of a certain in a way perhaps it's yeah. just different social media platforms have a different algorithm associated with them for example i mean twitter's just brought back their chronological feed there's an option where you can opt in which is great because i love the chronology rather than what they think is important to you oh no i'm gonna need chronology with that <laughs> I, do, I would not know how to order my thoughts otherwise oh, oh my goodness especially with you. twitter which is like a mess of like <laughs> a spiel you. of politics at the moment oh my goodness um but yeah no so follow those those sort of newsletters and they're mm-hmm. very sort of it's written in a way that it helps you to understand which is good yeah um, but then there's another few things you can do. If you do post regularly, it does help. You know, people mm-hmm. start to see what you're posting and they like mm-hmm. it. Post regularly. Your interaction with Instagram as well is, is like... Interact. Comment on other yeah. people's posts if you like them. Not spammy comments, you know. Say, this is really cool. No, we don't advocate trolling on this, uh, <laughs> on this No trolling, please. Um, yeah. Uh, exactly. And like be reactive like social media mm. is instant current events you know mm-hmm. you know the insta famous egg we posted yes we posted i do egg. It is so well. i followed that egg and my basic because i did that i was like no down with kylie 